The concept of tradition rules many of our actions this time of year. It's the holiday season, after all. But traditions change with time. They have to. We've got a story about a group of people in Brown County who are trying to reconcile tradition with change. The September party started in the 1970s as a get-together with old friends. Forty years later, their kids and grandkids are just as invested in this annual gathering. But there are tough conversations to be had, as one generation thinks about passing the torch to the next. Annie Corrigan with the story. I grew up with Julia Strange. We lived in Bowling Green, Ohio. She now lives in Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello, this is Annie. When we were in college together, she invited me and a few other friends to join her at this annual gathering in Brown County, Indiana, called the September Party. I don't remember much, but I do remember the long drive on gravel roads to get there, and I remember the music. Most of the evening was devoted to playing and singing folk music. Now that I live in southern Indiana, I have a different appreciation for this little blip in my personal history— like I was let in on a secret back then, and it took me 15 years to finally get it. This year was the 40th throwing of the September party. Julia's parents were there for the very first party, and she's attended on and off her entire life. Um, there was such a routine to it. We knew exactly what that weekend would hold every year, which is getting together, having a really large potluck meal together, uh, building a, a you know campfire that all the kids would hang out around, and then all the adults going and setting up to play music, usually until you know one or two in the morning, and then everybody camps out overnight, and uh, we get together for a potluck breakfast the next morning. Julie is the oldest of the three kids in the Strange family, and they would all run around at the September party. Some kids would hang out in the woods. Others, like Julia, would stay close to the adults, in part because she always wanted to hear the music. A lot of the kids who lived in Brown County all knew each other, went to school together. And uh, so sometimes I would feel a little bit like an outsider with that. But it was always fun, you know, catching up with your, I would think of them as September party friends, people I would only see that time of year. But as she's gotten older, it's the times she hasn't attended the September party that seem to stick out the most. In 2001, she was studying abroad in England. She touched down on September 10th. Of course, the next day, I realized that my experience, this experience of living outside of the U.S. for the first time, was going to be radically different from what I think I initially imagined it would be. And a part of what, I guess, drove that home, that that homesickness within that first month of, of having to digest, you know, such a big event like September 11th and having to digest it, you know, thousands of miles from home um, was knowing that I was missing that September party. Uh, and then the next one would have been when I joined the Peace Corps. She signed up for two years of service in Uzbekistan and it was missing the party that second year, in 2004, that hit her the hardest. Um, and I remember um, my parents called me from the September party uh, from the breakfast the next day on Sunday morning. And so I knew exactly where they were. I knew that they were having a potluck breakfast with all the folks who camped out overnight. I just knew what that scene looked like. And on my end of the phone, it was maybe like around 11 p.m., 
I was in Central Asia, and I remember being really, I think I was really cranky on the phone that night. I remember being uh, just kind of giving short one-word answers, and something about that phone call, it just really, it, it, it was a searing homesickness. Julia wasn't at this year's party either, but her father and her sister were. So were the other founding members, some of whom have attended every one of the 40 gatherings. And just like every year, there were first-timers and lots of kids of all ages. It feels like a family reunion, where certain things happen every year without fail. The kids are running around, the adults are in clusters talking to each other. There were a handful of people fretting over the table of food. We need to borrow him real quick for a little picture. There were special t-shirts made for the occasion. One more, okay? Okay. There are a lot of organizers at the September party, but Jeannie and John Hannon feel like the hosts. Well, there's a core group. It's, uh, it's Jonathan and his wife Rosie and uh, John and Angie Homage and me and John. And we're the ones that sit down and pick out the weekend. We don't ask for people to respond to our invitation. So it's always kind of fun to watch as people arrive. Oh, he came this year, you know. Sure. There they are. We are at Rose Hill Farm, northeastern Brown County. That's John Bolte, a co-founder, co-host, and co-owner of this land. He and then-wife Sandra had been looking for land in Brown County for a couple years, and they got together with their old friends John and Jeannie, who lived in Indianapolis at the time, and the four of them went in on this piece of property together. So John and Jeannie built that house, and I built this house, and uh, so we have the three houses. Eventually I bought this, the old, the original house, I bought John and Jeannie out when they uh, were able to separate it from emotionally, you know, that they'd raised their kids there. So we owned it for a while and then when they were ready to let go, went ahead and bought that. What is it about your friendship with them, with the Hannons, that made you think that you guys could buy land together and it would be just fine? Youth. <laughs> the, no, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think that those kinds of things are, um, you can talk about them as though they're logical decisions, but they're really uh, acts of, well, you can use the word faith, acts of faith. They're just belief. You take a leap and you make the decision a good one by what you do. That first September party was in 1976 to celebrate the purchase. They called it a land warming party. I'm Sandra Bolte. Have you already introduced yourself? Jean. So, Jeannie and I kind of, <laughs> we did, what, the original food and... Oh, yeah. Oh, or, yeah. yeah, lots of planning, so... Yes. <laughs> what do you think? It's 40 years. Did you have any idea that it would be like this? I don't know. I don't think so. No. I mean, no. we threw the first one together and said, oh, that was fun. Let's do it again. Yes. And, uh, and then, after twice, it was... It was meant to be, yeah. Wait, what? I, we, could I tried to find out what year we started okay. hosting breakfast, and I looked through old photo albums. The earliest one I found for sure was 94. Oh, 86. I have oh, pictures. Did you really? I have pictures from 86 in your kitchen. Well, bless your heart. So from 1980s, at least 1986, after yeah, we've camped out, we, that was we wake up, we walk down the hill, 
to the bottom of the hill and we have only a pitch, had two children at that time. Have a pitch in breakfast at the John and Angie Homage's house. Jeannie Hannon came to our house when we lived in Indianapolis, and she presented us with apples from a tree over there and said, we bought this land in Brown County. And our minds just started turning with the basic, oh, you can actually live there. You don't just have to visit it for picnics, you know. And we immediately started looking for land, and it, it was less than a year, I know, before we found our land uh, half a mile down the hill. And we'll take up where we left off when we all meet again. Okay, I'm Carney Strange. You're an original. Charter members, I guess. Uh, we, we celebrate uh, births, deaths. Uh, we celebrate new friends, old friends. You know, lots of people have come through this event. They've all sort of been washed by this spirit, so. Hi, my name is Joyce Castle. And this is my first year at the September party. What does it feel like to be at uh, an event that has so much history for so many people? Very neat because I don't really have that in my life, you know, knowing people and getting together like that for, what, 30, 40 years. And maybe if I stay and go with John and Angie, I can keep coming. <laughs> 17-year-old Skyler is throwing a football to his cousin, 14-year-old Clark. Throw it. I don't know. I just like the togetherness of it and how I get to see people I don't get to see. Like, you know, I see a lot of these people just once a year at this thing. and Clark, over the garden. He dropped it. That was a good throw. That was his fault. <laughs> A little younger than that, it's 11-year-old Amy running in and out of the woods. And I've gone to the September Fest for as long as I can remember. It's, uh, it's always awesome, it's always the same, and I love it that way. I can always spot the um, Big Dipper because there's no light, there's almost no light here. Then we meet Mary, who came down from Carmel. Oh, this shirt is for the 40th anniversary of our party. It has a barn on it and all the guitars because at the end of each party they have a big celebration where they all play music and we sing, it's really fun. When I asked them to play uh, Reels on the Bus, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we made up words. Did you guys meet at the September party? Yeah. Yeah, a few years ago. I have a, I still have a picture of her and me standing. I was, I was, I was smaller, I was like this small. Yeah, I remember that. And then I had my growth spurt. I would always forget her name. I'd be like... Yeah, I always forget yours. I can't remember now. Mary. It's Mary. Yeah. The sun started to set, and the guitars started to come out. The September party revolves around a group called The Messengers. It was a folk group that John Hannon, Charlie Gardner, and Carney Strange started when they were at St. Meinrit together. At that first party, it just made sense that they would play music together. It's still the same music as back then. Peter, Paul, and Mary, Pete Seeger, Joan Baez, 60s protest songs and songs with a Catholic message. Oh, 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 this is a great one. This is a temperance song. Yes. In my conversations with people, it seems like changes to the musical traditions have been the hardest to accept. Oh, 
with rum by gum. They can be convinced to add songs to the playlist, but the penny whistle experiment was a no-go after a couple years, and then the bongo incident. This was just the biggest controversy. This poor guy probably had no idea how much this ruffled a lot of a lot of um, the folks who you know been doing this for a long time, and and really loved how they were still playing it the same way they had been playing it 20, 30 years ago. So even small changes like that, things that on the surface aren't that big of a deal, felt like they were they were straying too far from from how things should be, how how this party will be, and how it has been. Julia's dad said that it feels like they're at a transition point, this 40th year of the party. They're starting to have conversations about the sustainability of the September party. There's a struggle between the founders wanting their kids to make it their own and some of that next generation not wanting anything to change. And I asked my daughter this year, my older daughter. Jonathan Bolte again. Did she see this continuing? And to make sure that she understood that it, that it's open to growing in any direction she wanted if if this was something that she saw as uh, continuing. And she said, no, Pop, uh, when you're gone, that's it. How would you feel about that? It's fine. Now, I think what might be interesting is that as we get older, I'll bet any money the next generation are going to start investing more and more in it, and they'll find a meaning for themselves, and it will change. I don't think that the people that started this when they were 30 understand the gravity of the party for those of us who were one. For us, this is a holiday. Hannah Bolte was 14 months old when the first party happened, and so some call her the September party baby. Many of the next generation were all in for continuing the party, like Nathaniel Homage. Then there were people like Gabe Hannon, who think it's not yet time for this conversation. But Hannah seems to feel helpless in the face of logistics. This isn't my property, right? So how would that work? I would ask my dad if I could have a party on his property. And who would I invite? His friends. You know, it would be great if it could go on, but I just don't see how it can. So that's what one person said. And she said, I wouldn't want you to change a thing. I don't want you to change anything, but you guys are the September party. We asked our son that question, but he didn't give us an answer. So, as, and, and as long as we can do something, I'm sort of a person who doesn't give anything up. I always think that, well, I'll do it somehow. And, and and that will represent the spirit of it for me. And so, I mean, I think before I give it up, I'll be dead. Oh, you're going to wake up? You're going to wake up? Uh-huh. You got one little gas. Come on. Wake up. John tells him 
of a city. Julia wasn't at this year's September party because she had just given birth. Yes, he was born on Saturday, September 24th at 2.42 a.m. I know when we heard the due date, one of my first thoughts was, oh, I bet that's going to be around the September party. Probably not going to be going next year. Um, so it feels um, fitting. She ordered little Julian Kai Katarai a tiny 40th anniversary t-shirt. After all, he is the newest September party baby. One thing that I feel very strongly about is that I do want our son to have an appreciation for folk music. I want him to have an appreciation for this wonderful group of people who will be in his life. And I'm excited for them to be what they were for me, which really felt like an extended family. There's no doubt in her mind that Julian will grow up attending the September party, whatever that might look like in the years to come. For WFIU Arts, I'm Annie Corrigan.